This, this is Caressa J. Thanks for listening to the Caressa J podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast with the theme Manifest Your Power. You've been sharing some tools and encouragement with your readers and followers, you know, offering encouragement and strength that God's best is still possible. So let's talk about some of the tools that you give in your new book, Don't Settle for Safe. Well, it happened for me after I realized that so much of my life at the time had been built out of fear and insecurities, and I would not have realized that unless I took a moment to really reflect. And I think that what really opened my eyes is that I had built my life on this idea of who I wanted people to believe I was. I didn't want people to think that I was a failure. I didn't want people to think that I was so broken from being a teen mom. I had all of these fears that were guiding my destiny. And so in order for me to really break out of that, I had to really choose to not settle for safe. And for me, that meant not needing the validation of other people in order for me to live out my truth and to say that I'm hurt and to say that I want to be healed and to say I feel, you know, I want a great marriage. I want a career. I want to have all of these things in spite of what my losses and failures have been. But it takes courage to admit that you still want those types of destinies after you have experienced pain. But there's such power in it. How did not settling for safe bring about miracles in your life? Well, man, it was quite a process. But I think that as I was uh, preparing for the book tour for my memoir, Lost and Found, I just mm-hmm. realized that I, although I had ended toxic relationships and I figured out the source of what was motivating me, there was still this extra dimension that I had tapped into, and that was really beginning to to live confidently and mm-hmm. to dig deeply within about things that I didn't, uh, dreams and hopes that I'd really given up on in the past. You know, even for me to be speaking and and preaching was like this idea, you know, oh, no, I, I was a new mother. I've got, you know, my father's footsteps. I don't want to do that at all. But what I've really learned is as we choose to not settle for safe, that we really give God room to kind of peel back the layers and to strip us of our excuses and really say, okay, well, ultimately, I want to live a life that is pleasing and honoring to God. And so whatever way that comes about, I'm open to it. I'm not going to let fear of holding a microphone or fear of following into my father's footsteps from really maxing out my potential. And and as I did that, it really helped me to not settle for safe practically. Yes. And in order to manifest the power that God has given you, you have to surrender to the will of God and you have to make the decision to allow him to fulfill the purpose for your life. You know, if we seek God first and if it's his will, he'll give us the desires of our heart. But I'm so glad that he satisfies our needs over our temporary wants. You know, I also had to end a toxic relationship. I also had to choose not to settle for safe. I had to choose purpose over perfect. And once I did that, miracles began to happen in my life. And also as a preacher's kid with the expectancy from other people or the pressure of living your life a certain way or doing certain things, it's okay to be different. It's okay not to fit in. It's okay not to do the things that everyone else expects for you to do. And no matter if you're a preacher's kid, no matter how you grow up in your life, you know, the, the way you grow up, that lifestyle molds you. And you have to use those things as lessons in your life in order to be who you are uniquely. Absolutely. And I think as you said, like as a PK, when you have the 
first starts and you're living in the shadows of someone else's purpose, you either choose to imitate what you've seen or you choose to stray away from what you've seen. And neither of those are truly authentic, but I think you need those journeys to really get you to a point well, hopefully you're like, you know what, like those shoes didn't fit for me, that that personality wasn't exactly who I am. And then as we learn really from trial and error and pain and disappointment, we have choices. And in those choices for me, I chose to really just surrender fully and allow whatever God was going to do to happen organically as opposed to, to giving up, which a lot of people do. They just choose to give up completely and to live in a facade or to live at less than, than what God would have for them. What happens to our lives when we settle for safe? When we settle for safe, we end up allowing our fears and our insecurities to dictate who we are. We mm-hmm. end up not really understanding the potential that exists inside of us. We risk not creating legacy for our families or having vulnerabilities in our relationships and friendships. Like, safety is such an illusion. I tell people all the time, we think that this idea of faith is going to keep us from experiencing pain. Maybe you've had a heartbreaking and you say, you know what, I'm never going to fall in love again. I'm always going to keep these walls up. But you still get hurt, you still get pain, you still get disappointment. And so how do we live boldly enough to say, regardless of what happens, whether this turns out the way I want it to or it takes another direction, I know there's a lesson behind this, and I won't receive the lesson and the wisdom and the experience I need for the next level unless I'm willing to go through whatever this process is. And so I understand the idea of settling for safe. It makes you feel like you're not going to experience certain things, but ultimately you're going to find a way to to have pain and disappointment. So you might as well learn to get in a rhythm of using your setbacks as wisdom and experience to ultimately propel you forward. When did you learn that life is not obtaining comfort? You know, how did you come to that? It happened for me after I made the decision to file for divorce. Here I am, this single mother with two children, and I thought, you know what's going to be my new definition of comfort? I'm just going to be this single mother warrior. I'm going to take care of my two kids, and and, I'm going to maybe pursue this career or whatever, and that's going to be safe for me. But then I still find myself having to, like, assert myself in business meetings or feeling like I couldn't voice my questions in business meetings because everyone knew so much more than I did. And I started realizing that there was no idea of comfortable, that no matter what your dreams and ambitions are in life, that we all think that, you know, well, if I get to this bank account or I get to this relationship status or I lose this relationship status, then I'll be comfortable But the reality is you're still going to have to battle insecurities and ultimately overcome in order for you to really manifest all this down on the inside of you. So I realized as a single mother warrior that I still wasn't going to be comfortable. I was still going to have concerns about raising my kids. And and so I had to be willing to partner with God to allow his spirit and perspective to help navigate me through some of these you know, ups and downs of life. And as I realized that, I I realized he was taking me outside of my comfort zone, that he was leading me, but because he was leading me, that I could rest in that. And as I've rested in that, he's just shown me so much about who I am, my patterns, my potential and ability. And, And it's been an incredible journey, but it can be scary at times. If you're just tuning in, this is Caressa J, and I'm here with my special guest, Sarah Jakes. Sarah, you write that your power to overcome is in your willingness to not just anticipate, but to embrace the unpredictability of life. 
How have you seen that? Well, you know, people can anticipate that things aren't going to work out. They're like, you know, oh, that's just life change happened. Adjust, adjust, adjust. And anticipating it is so much different than embracing it. When you embrace it, you have a mindset of, yes, things are going to happen to me, but you know why I'm going to embrace it? Because I know after this, I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be more powerful. I'm going to be more knowledgeable. And I would embrace those moments as difficult as it is embracing it, loving it, things are getting different around me. Instead of being afraid, I'm going to embrace it because I'm going to really know who my friends are. I'm really going to know, you know, what I've learned as a result of this change. And I think that as we embrace that, that that we really, really get to fall in love with not just our circumstances that can be fleeting, but who we become as a result of overcoming things. So how do our choices dictate whether we live a life of construction or destruction? Well, I'll use my life as an example and even some of the things that we talked about in this conversation. When we choose to not follow our parents' footsteps or we choose to to live a life that is different than what people expect, then we have to recognize that that life is going to build or, or deconstruct something. And we have to be very conscious about how our choices are building, what they're building, and what they're deconstructing. So if we choose to uh, stay in a relationship that we know isn't healthy for us, then we have to recognize that we are building something that is unhealthy at the risk of deconstructing what God has for us and being conscious of how those decisions play a role in our life and ultimately a role in who we want to become. We cannot become a healthier version of who we are if we're making choices that ultimately deconstruct our mental, emotional, and physical health. And so making everything, not just life is happening and and we're going to take life as it comes, but really taking a moment and choose. I have a choice in this. I don't just have to be a, a fly on the wall in my own life. I have a choice, and I have to activate my ability to make those choices if I really want to tap into something that makes me feel powerful and unstoppable. What practical advice do you have for those who are struggling with a major challenge and how can they embrace the discomfort and grow from that? Man, I think that, you know, sometimes before God shows us what he wants for us, that we have to clear out things that we know he has not assigned to our lives. And so I think it's like with making some of the hard choices of leaving habits and, and perhaps even relationships alone so that we can really have enough clarity in our life to to hear him clearly. You know, I think the more that we refuse to listen to that voice that leaves us, that we become desensitized to it and often find ourselves feeling like, man, I can't even hear from God anymore. I think that we have the opportunity to really come back into alignment when we clear the channel. And as we clear the channel and he reveals things to us, having the courage and the strength and the wisdom to really follow that voice, to allow our steps to be ordered, I think it makes this the world of difference in our journey of, of becoming unstoppable. Oh, my gosh, that's so powerful and so true. And also realizing, too, and there was some of this in your book, that we are enough. You know, you are enough. You don't have to settle for anything. You don't have to stay safe up anywhere. Absolutely. And I think when you, you know, people say, well, man, that's easy for you to say, you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've experienced. But the reality is, as long as you're thinking of all the reasons that disqualify you, you'll never see that God has already qualified you, that those things are already accessible to you. Everyone has a story. All of us have scars. We all have wounds. Nobody's life has turned out exactly the way they want it to. But the difference between those who 
end up succeeding and manifesting the power in those who end up staying stagnant is that we don't allow our disappointments to dictate our destiny. We don't allow our setbacks to determine whether or not we'll have a comeback. We choose every single day to say, I'm greater than the things that have happened to me in the past. My insecurities have no place in my life. And we tap into a power that really fuels us into the direction that ultimately God has for all of us when we choose to live that way. Thank you so much again for joining me, Sarah. When a woman chooses faith, she discovers her destiny. And when she chooses an end that's necessary, she chooses a beautiful new beginning. And when she chooses not to settle for safe, she manifests her power. Thanks for listening to the Caressa J Podcast.